we wanted to keep that uh, natural feeling like I'm using my face to be very fine, right? And COVID-19 showed that facial recognition is actually a good option because people can do a lot of things remotely and be very fine. Hello, I'm Sue Nelson and welcome to the Create the Future podcast, brought to you by the Queen Elizabeth Prize for Engineering, celebrating engineering visionaries and inspiring creative minds. Charlotte Gayson is a young engineer and tech entrepreneur from the Ivory Coast, whose work is already having a big impact. She's the co-founder and CEO of the Base Group in Ghana, and last year became the first woman to win the Royal Academy of Engineering's Africa Prize. The prize was for developing Base API, the software for a digital verification system that uses AI and facial recognition specifically to verify the identities of Africans remotely, something that's especially useful during a pandemic and in real time too. It doesn't need special hardware and uses a phone or computer's built-in camera. But since facial recognition isn't new... I began by asking Charlotte what made their product different to existing facial recognition software. Since we are based in Africa, we target people of color, but our system can actually work with dark skin and even white skin. We don't have any bias right now. We are just targeting the African market. So in terms of what makes us different and what I was saying is the UK is how we use our facial recognition. We have a live detection where we can help the clients to know that if a person behind the camera is real, is a human. And the second one is a matching faces, where we can make sure that the person who is trying to apply for online services is actually the owner of the added document of the personal product earlier. So that's basically all the process of verification using this API and how we differentiate ourselves. There have been difficulties in the past, haven't there, in terms of facial recognition not working as well with darker skins? Yes, a few years ago it was actually a huge conversation. People were talking about that. Even when we started, we have that uh, challenges where they were scared about like, okay, we are going to use facial recognition in the African market. Are you sure that it's going to actually fit that market? So we had a lot of question as ourselves but at the end we, we are software engineer data scientists so we know that it's about like training your model so we're like okay let's just start and see how this goes and we focus on the local market we train our model with the data we have and right now we have done some or uh, some testing already some pilot phases and so far the product works the way we're expecting and we believe that even in the next few years the product is going to be more performance because we're still uh, working on that as well. And what made you decide to develop it? Was there a gap that needed filling? Basically, in 2017, I moved to Ghana to attend a one-year training program for tech entrepreneurs. And that's where I met my co-founders. And we decided to study the local market and the African market. We talked to banks, businesses. And we noticed that they have a huge problem in terms of KYC, know your customers. And also they spend a lot of money in that process. And when we went back to talk about the solution we built, they were actually more reactive. They, react. they were like, okay, that's actually solve that issue. And can even help us to ask to 
to get more clients, people that are not staying in homes, they want to access to our services, they can do this remotely. In terms of the choice of uh, facial recognition, because we know that we have different type of biometric technology, fingerprint and iris. And in Africa, fingerprint is the more used, I mean, in terms of biometric technology, it's the one people have used to. But we wanted to keep that uh, feeling like when people go to, maybe let's say an example, a bank to open a bank account, they meet an agent, they provide the ident the ID card, agent will look at the face and say that, okay, that's the person, then they process. And we want to keep that natural feeling to make sure that people don't feel that, okay, they need to come and take the finger again, all eyes is too, like, different levels. So we wanted to keep that natural feeling, like, I'm using my face to be verified, right? And even in COVID-19, that was a time where it showed that facial recognition is actually a good option because people can do a lot of things remotely and be verified. We don't have to go to be physically there and have access to, let's say, fingerprint of maybe, yeah. And in terms of cost, it was much easier to invest in facial recognition for us that fingerprint requires a lot of devices. That's why we chose that technology and that's why we are working on that industry. So that's actually the pandemic has sort of helped you in a way, particularly as there is this issue with identity fraud within banks. And it, and it sort of benefits the customer as, as well, as you say, not having to actually physically be there. What has the uptake been in Ghana? In terms of clients, we are with fintech company right now. It's small businesses, but actually they have these kind of challenges in terms of KYC, so that we are working with them. We don't have a big portfolio in terms of clients, but we still have few businesses that are working with us and basically it's more undisclosed but yeah did you always want to be an entrepreneur yes i started thinking about being a tech entrepreneur after my third year university where i was feeling that i knew a lot about technology and i was really passionate about like the journey the process of building products and i was like okay i want to be able also to have my startup to be product and to be part of his of his journey like and so far it has been a great journey and it's something that my passion my feeling so i'm happy to be an entrepreneur and to work with local people to solve key challenges and yeah to be part of those innovators in africa now you studied computer science and software engineering at university while you were living in the the ivory coast what was the attitude like there growing up towards studying those subjects? I guess it was challenging, but I remember that when I was when I moved from high school to university, basically in my first year, I noticed that we are not in terms of, of the number of female, we had a lot of male in the class that the female, I noticed that uh, that thing was obvious, but I was really not focused on that. I was like, maybe it's based on choices, but it was not. It's later I noticed that it's just a, a huge problem. I mean, a lot of women don't get that option to even have education in the basic age. And also when they're in high school in terms of choices, them for going to uh, the STEM or tech career don't have this kind of uh, advices. Nobody, uh, nobody will come and advise them to choose that uh, career. So 
in terms of courses, it was not really hard in my, in my personal experience because I was part of the best. I was feeling that it's just about learning. More you learn, more you know, more you're able to, to be part of the best, right? It's about skills. So it's not about like it's hard for female or male. It's the same content they're providing to everyone in the classes, right? To both male and female. So just like be able to study, to learn, apply this in your, in your daily lifestyle. As a child, when did you first come into contact with computers or was there a, a moment where you suddenly thought, this is what I want to do? To be honest, when I was young, I didn't have a lot of information about tech, computers, science, right? or just good in math because my father is a mathematical teacher. And I was like, I like numbers, I like the geometry, I was good at science, right? And after high school, I was looking for universities, right? And most of the good university was actually based outside the countries and was actually expensive. So I was like, okay, let's me choose uh, computer science. I was happy at the same time because it's something new for me. I went to do some research about that and I was like, oh, it's so cool. Like, it's still like math, it's still numbers, so it looks cool. Let me just go and explore. I was like, wow, I like it because I've got my first computer. Then uh, I was good in what we are doing. I was able to understand things. It was much easier than what I was expecting. I thought it was going to be hard, like really challenging, but it was more like it was flowing. So I was able to have good uh, mark. And yeah, so I, I started do more research and see what I can do next. And yeah, I think that's when my passion started. Like I like what I'm doing. But before that, I didn't know much about technology or investing. And is Ghana a, a good place to study and do all your business with software engineering? Has it got a very positive attitude there? Yes, Ghana is a good place. And um, first of all, because it's an anglophone country, so there's a lot of opportunities compared to francophone countries. And second, it's close to Nigeria, you know, Nigeria also is a big market and our Ghana is still as a good market because there is a lot of uh, software products local people use. I like the way the market behave, the entrepreneur behave, so it's more active. I mean, every day it works, so I can see progress. Is it fair to say that there is a sort of digital technology boom going on in, in the whole of Africa right now? Yes, actually, there is a lot of boom. I mean, even recently, we had a, a lot about in-course. You see a lot of uh, Nigerian startup move to the next stage and increase their value. That's amazing because it means that people are working and people can see us working because we have a lot of investors coming from outside that actually they show interest to what we do. And yeah. I think that Africa is, we are right now in a stage where we understand things. We have local people, young people who have the skills and they want to be part of a change. So they're doing their best to find challenges and to solve the challenges our local people are facing through technology. And yeah, I'm really confident for the next step for what is going to happen in the next five, ten years. Yeah, it's really, like, it's going to be amazing. And what made you apply for the Royal Academy of Engineering's Africa Prize? The first time I heard about this, I was in Uganda for one of for a program in engineering, and actually they're talking about how to ask like is a it's actually a good program. You can learn a lot and get access to financial support. Just check, and at the same time, I remember that the 
previous cohort was in Uganda for the pitch, for the final pitch. And uh, I got that opportunity to talk to some of them and to get their feedback, like how the program was really helpful for them, like all the support them in the, in the process. And I had a lot of good feedback. And even when they heard about what I do, they were like, you need to apply because your product looks amazing and you can't even get far. And I was okay. So I came back in Ghana, I talked to my team and decided to apply. And the process was long, but it was so good. We learned a lot uh, during that eight months. And in terms of visibility, we got a lot of visibility as well. So it was amazing to be part of that program. And at the end, since we have a winner, so we also get like financial support to help us to maintain our cost. And yeah, that's nice from the Royal Academy. That eight months of training and mentoring has really helped. Really helpful, really helpful. Because in my team, all of us are the co-founder, we have a tech background. So when we moved to, when we started with Africa Prize, we didn't have that uh, focus on business, right? We are just focused on building product, you know, tech, tech, tech. And when we start a program, we were able to have that structure and understand that you can actually generate revenue if your if your if your innovation, not just good for good. You can do a lot of things with that. And we secure partnership, we get a lot of visibility, we secure our first clients. It was so amazing. So we learned a lot. And right now we are so confident even to talk with potential clients about our business because we understand what we do and we can show that the how advantage the product can be for businesses. And that's actually because we are a big part of the Academy Africa Prize program. It was amazing for us. And what are you doing or have done with the prize money? The prize money actually helped us to cover some setup costs in terms of the product development, software engineers to work with us, and it's helped us to cover some salary, even for the growth because we, we want to grow our business. Right now, we are targeting Africa, but we need also to go to our coast to see how the market is behaving and be on ground and work with people. And that money helped us to go there last. In February, we went to our coast to talk to some businesses. It was a good market research there. And we got some uh, outcome that can help us to, I mean, to, to work for the next step or to move for the next step for us. And we plan also to go to Nigeria. And yeah, so that's basically what the money is going to help is trying to always support us now. And what are your plans for the future then? We plan to go deep, to keep uh, doing some market research, to keep uh, building products from the African market based on this kind of uh, advanced technology, AI, and yeah. So right now we are working on our second product. It's not ready yet, so we don't talk a lot about that, but it's actually in the financial uh, space as well. And we believe that it can really be helpful for a lot of, of in terms of financial education and for this market. And, in things right and also we provide some consultant um, services for in terms of ai for any local businesses or that want to apply ai in the business we can help them to do that so yeah uh, in terms of base api we keep uh, improving the, the model the product and keep uh, pushing to get people who use that product as well and um- what would you say if you were to encourage people to do what you did and study computer science and software engineering? What would you say is a good reason to venture into that area? I've been 
in that industry for some years right now and there's a lot of opportunities and i like the fact that technology is actually a tool you can work with in any type of industries agriculture i mean agri-tech fintech finance you know we can use technology in different ways so it's so amazing to to have this kind of creativity uh innovate in an industry so i think that what i can say to people just like if you want to first of all you need to have that passion like i want to work in the tech industry and if you really want that don't just listen for stereotype because there's a lot of stereotype basically for women so don't focus on that do your own research do know what you want to do and just go you need to do your own research you need to discover this industry by yourself and talk to the right people so don't be scared to join us in the tech industry because there's a lot of opportunities and you can really grow uh, as a tech entrepreneur even as a uh, as a developer or there's so many ways to work with tech so just find your way does ghana hold engineers in high esteem do you feel appreciated? Yes, the ecosystem is really active. We have a lot of, of tech events around in Ghana. There's a lot of programs related to businesses, tech. So there's a lot of conversation about that. So you feel that people know what you do, they understand what you do. When you say that you're a tech entrepreneur, they don't ask you what is that. They know what is that. And that's the feeling that they respect your part, like what you guys do, and they know that how it's important. And also a lot of cooperation, try to start the conversation, work with startups, we invite local entrepreneurs to come into the venture just to have conversations with how they can they can improve the work and that's great. It's a good way to start. So I think that the market is let's say like it's what it has well in some ways. So it's okay. <laughs> we manage, it's okay. We still have a challenge right? we still have challenges but we still try to make some effort as well. I mean you're still in your twenties. You've done so much, but is there anything looking back that you think you know if i could go back and do that again i would do one thing maybe slightly different what what would it be that would you'd say is a lesson learned that you can pass on as a tip to others to be honest i don't know but if i remember if i had to be if i tried to go back uh, some years ago i think that i should have made the same choice based on the option i had at that moment right i have few options at that moment i should have made that uh, same options but yeah, I don't have any regret for choosing tech because something I like and you know when you like something is is actually your your daily work, you know, you enjoy your work, so it's okay. But I think that and right now even uh, I keep uh, studying, it's not like I stop because I'm still trying to apply for scholarship, even to keep studying to at some point get a PhD. I have like you know, I start uh, kind of uh, work with recession. So I have a lot of projects. So I don't think that I have any regret from the past in terms of choices based off tech. That's good in itself. So it sounds like not only no regrets, but there are no mistakes. You you feel you're doing the job you love and it's all gone relatively well. But I think that one of the lessons I've learned just like you need to make sure that you, you have a good team because it's a journey, right? And there is a lot of challenges or uh, we happen at some point. So you need to have a good team that is going to, to support you uh, at any moment. I mean, this just have kind of strength to keep going because solution, idea, you can change idea, right? You can change, you can improve, you can pivot, you can do a lot of stuff. But team is, is very important. If you don't have like a good team, you can go slowly and it can be really like, 
challenges and people start to feel like nothing's moving. So I think that if, uh, I think the lesson I've learned just like to have a, also a focus on, on the team building, at, uh, like early stage and make sure that we all feel good about what we do. Charlatan Gayson, thank you for joining me on the Create the Future podcast. Find out more about the Queen Elizabeth Prize for Engineering by following QE Prize on Twitter and Instagram or visit qeprize.org. Thanks for listening and join me again next time. Mm-hmm.